to the Bully Podcast. Once again, thank you for joining us and taking a listen. I am your host, Nelson C. Today I'm also joined by my good friend and brother in arm, DJ. And for today's episode, we're going to talk about being a father. The love we have being a father. How many kids you got? Two of well. Two? You got a little boy and a little girl. Okay. I Both. got four. Two boys and two girls. Hey, man. You better than me. I can do it. I, two and tapped out. Oh, man. Well, I ain't tapped out just yet. Man. Hint, hint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but, uh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing being a dad. Facts. It's the quite possibly the most challenging thing that this shit, no hand, hands down, the most challenging thing I have ever done. Or doing. Yeah. Because it is a challenging thing. That's a day-to-day no holds bar. You can't. You don't have a day off. No days off at all. And uh, I have two boys and I have two girls. Yeah. And luckily, my boys came out first, so I, I'm happy about that. Same. They can help. Uh, yeah. Police up the little yeah. girls and they little punk ass boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm waiting for those days though. I feel you. I feel you. So, uh, first topic is what do you love about being a father? What don't I love about being a father? First, I got four little mini-me's. Right? Four of them. And watching them grow is one of the most enjoyable things you could honestly do. They came on out. All four of them could fit in the palm of my hand. And as the years grow, they're literally... Yeah. Like, it's like a plant or a tree. They're just, like, sprouting on the way up, right? And not only that, you can see... And you watch all the phases of life, in a sense, through their eyes. From them crawling, learning how to speak, learning how to walk, going to school, their boo-boos. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Their little pains and aches. And and it kind of puts things into perspective because as they're growing, so am I growing. I'm just getting older. Yeah. Right? And they're just getting stronger. So I, I just love that aspect about it. I uh I like that too. And one of the, one of the what gets me is what what drives me to be the best father that I can be is the fact that I'm having a direct impact on the future. It, it's uh you know I don't I don't know where my children are gonna be twenty years from now, but my my kids just like your kids could be the president. They could be you know congressmen, congresswomen somebody's governor, somebody, you know, doing something important in life, and that's what drives me, like, it's just, it is a literal, direct connection to the future. The unknown is scary, though, you know what I'm saying, because I remember, like, my parents, I can't be afraid of what I don't know, man, right, but in a sense, I am, because my parents were, you know, when I was growing up, death thought of my success probably probably would have been like hey being a doctor yeah. being a lawyer something along those lines and for the fact that I did not actually do or go that particular route yeah I felt as though like maybe initially I felt as though like hey maybe I disappointed them but later on in my adulthood and I'm still kind of growing they're telling me that they're proud of me for the choices that I've made and as I continue to grow and I want to do the same thing for my kids, but obviously I want to be a little bit different because, like you said earlier, what works for you may not work for them. 
my era of growing mm-hmm. and their era that they're coming in is completely different. And I will argue that my kids are smarter than me at this age than I was at that age. Man, it, and it ain't even close. My son, I was smart for a 10-year-old kid, but my son shits in my mouth in terms of his intelligence. That <laughs> boy knows things I could only dream of at 10 years old. I asked him about, when he was like five, I asked him about a Tyrannosaurus Rex. This boy told me everything an adult would. He probably knows more about dinosaurs than me and you both. He could tell you what period they lived in, what what they like to eat, the animals that like to eat them, all kinds of things. Yeah. That, that boy is smart, smart. Yeah, kids, my kids are savvy. You know what I'm saying? They know technology is way better than I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This age than I did at that age. Because they it's their life. We had outside. Yeah, you know we went out. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't beat us on the outside. Yo, if if we take that away from them, from we take their electronics away, and we take them outside, they're gonna be like, "What? What do I do? What, hey, what you want me to do here? It's hot. It's hot. I I don't want to sweat. Facts. You know, like, can we go back inside? So, what are your biggest takeaways of being a father? Like, what what has been what has being a father taught you? It's teaching me that I'm I'm conti- continually evolve, right? I'm evolving literally every day. Cause I may have a. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, how I'm feeling, what I think may be right. I have to rationalize literally everything that I do with them. Meaning, I have to teach them everything. My wife has to teach them everything. And, it, and it's more so like we cannot expect them to know pretty much anything, right? Yeah. So, okay, from when it goes to schoolwork, okay, I need you to go do your homework. Nah, it doesn't really work that way. I have to, I should really, literally have to like sit down there with them, go over the material with the kids, make sure I understand it just yep. in case they get stuck. And... So, they, so I could explain it to them and so they could know what to do. Why did you? I can't stand doing homework. I leave the, I, I'd rather the wife do it because <laughs> I like to simplify literally everything. My wife is crazy smart, right? She'll go over it. Except I think I want to say I'm more patient, right? I'm going to dissect literally everything until I get it. And she's more direct forward and, okay, this is how we do this. This is why we do it. Whereas I want to tell you the whole story of how we do it, and I'm gonna give you a couple of examples of doing it, right? Yeah. And that that's one of those things about it that that I like doing, but that's also kind of scary too because the things that they're learning at this age is crazy, and sometimes I really gotta stay, hey, son, we, you know what? Or any of them, give me five minutes. Let me look this. Let me look this over. Then we're gonna go back on it or whatever, so I know exactly what's going on. One of the one of the biggest things that I'm learning as being a father is you have to have patience when teaching those lessons. And here's why. I can say, go do this. He can hear, go do this. What he didn't, what I didn't say was, go straight to the kitchen, do this, and then do this, and then do this. You know, so I have to I have to be a lot more patient 
And another part of that is I have to be deliberate, extremely deliberate when I tell my, my children to do something. Hey, go downstairs and get my Xbox controller off the... If I need a specific Xbox controller, I have to. Hey, go get the one. Go get the one off the off the you know charging rack or whatever. He'll come back and he'll bring the wrong one. Hey man, this isn't the one that I wanted you to bring. This was the one that was on the couch. How do you know? Because the back of it, you know, I know the difference between my <laughs> controllers. You see this one? This ain't the one that was on the thing. I need you to go get go downstairs. Look under the X, like directly under the Xbox on the charging handle. But dad, you didn't say that. I, I, I told you to get the one off the charger handle. <laughs> Go back and get it. So I have to learn to be patient. I have to do two things. Be patient and be extremely clear. 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 I need to be extremely clear and extremely patient because it might be clear to me. It's not clear to them. But it's not clear to them. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think we that's something that we all deal with. And you know what's what's fucking reinforcing that? Being a goddamn NCO. Man. Because the the, the, the the similarities between being a father and being an NCO, they, they are parallel entities. I am a father at home and I'm an NCO at work. But however, I'm straddled, I got my hands stretched all the way out using the same techniques. To yeah, do we can't forget though, we have to separate the two. You yeah. Can, you cannot bring work at home. No, I, I that's don't. A, that's something I definitely learned. I don't do that. That's why I said they're parallel. It's not the same thing. But I find myself using the same, uh, some of the same principles in both places. Hey, I have sometimes I'm gonna tell you what to do, and sometimes I'm gonna let you tell me what you want to do. And then there's gonna be times where we do it together. You know what I'm saying? It's your strategies and all that other stuff, right? Combined, uh, direct, indirect, and combined. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Same shit. To me, it is. Um. So, being a, what do you think society thinks of? Black fathers. Man, that one is a little, it's a little weird. In one aspect, I see society looking at black fathers as being non-existent. Okay. From my perspective, I see black fathers actually wanting to be there, and sometimes they don't have the opportunity to actually be there. Okay. Let me explain. Out of my friends, my peers, all of my friends, pretty much, that I know that are fathers, and let's say the, the few that I know that are not with their babies. The mother. The mother of the, the kids. I ain't gonna say baby mama. Yeah. Right? They wanna be fathers still. Yeah. Right? Um, some things is different. Locations, it, it plays a part. Or the way their relationship ended with the, their baby's mother. And that has been like the the stereotypical thing in like you know say in the nineties in the early two thousand. Oh, fathers is not non-existent, and you can kind of go into it too as far as like incarceration and yeah. drug addicts and a whole bunch of negative stigmas. But let's leave that alone for now. Yeah. Let's just speak on on the positive and why fathers are not in the home. I've seen this though. Sometimes some women. Some dudes too, rarely. Yeah. Rarely. Some women could be uh, a little vindictive, a little bitter because of the way the relationship ended. Yeah. So they could use the child as a as a, as a means to hurt the person. As a weapon. Yeah, as a, as a weapon. I don't really want to say that, but I've seen it happen. Yeah. 
and you know, well, I'm not gonna let you see your kid because I didn't like the way you treated me or the way we ended or whatever it may be, which is not an excuse for that matter. Yeah. Then that really replicates and that becomes a societal thing because it happens over and over and over and over again. Here's my here's one of my favorites. Oh, when you're dating somebody else, I don't want my child around that. Insert derogatory term for uh, females. You know what I'm saying? There's there's that. And if you see that, I don't see why yeah. that would honestly matter if that person is treating my child the, in the right way. I, it's all a matter of, on, on that aspect, it's, only a, it's all a matter of respect. Yeah. And I will say, and not only is respect, it's understanding. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got to have both. If we don't have yeah. it, then you know, so we cannot move forward. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I'm blessed to say that the mother of my kids, my wife, you know nice. what I'm saying? My, my baby, yeah, she's not playing them games. Um, I know I get on the nerve and stuff like that, but um, at at no point I can see myself like not being around with my kids and yeah. and she using them as a my dog on tool. Yeah, man, my wife, my, I got, I won't even lie to you, man. I'm blessed to have the wife that I got. Because when it comes down to me being a father, we've done the whole single parent, single, you know, solo parenting, whatever you want to call it. We've already done that. And she never closed the door or even kind of hindered it in any way. Anything I ever wanted to do for my for my son at the time, she made it extremely accessible whenever I wanted to go get him, whenever I wanted to, you know, just have some father-son time with him. She was always, you know, granted... It was, it was kind of hard because I was in, we were in two different countries. So, you know, there was a lot of sky calling at the time. You know, she was always extremely supportive of me being a father to, uh, to my child, which, which uh, I think motherhood to a degree is a key to fatherhood. You know what I'm saying? They gotta, they have to make room for us to be fathers. Right, it, it does go hand in hand. And you said it too, because um, obviously we're here. If anything, the the biggest complaint would be maybe I don't call my kids enough. Yeah. And that's something that you know that could cause an argument. Whereas I, I may think that you know I call them every other day. That's good enough. But you know, saying to my wife, and that may not be best because communication is is a key. And I could definitely see that, especially with our youngest, being that she's three. You know, she's more. Malleable. She's a, she's the sponge, so she can forget and move on yeah. a little faster than the other ones. Um, but you, you said it. You know, what I'm saying there's one doesn't overstep the other or overshot. You know, what I'm saying one is not more important than the other. Cause I do believe you got it. For a home to properly function, you must have both parties there. Yeah, and I un- do understand that you know circumstances do tell that that's not always possible. But that's circumstances of the relationship that the two adults had. At all times, I believe, I believe that, you know, you should put your differences aside yeah. and be the best parent that you can be. Facts. All right. Um, how do you feel about the idea of a single parent? You know, what do you consider What do you consider a single parent to be? First of all, I don't think there's a single parent. If, if, the, if I'm going to just use this example. If it's a mother... And have a child or kids, however many, it doesn't really matter. And she is not in a relationship with the child's father, but the father is still there and want to be part of that child's life, the growing process. She is not, I repeat, she is not a single mother. If, on the other hand, 
he happened to be part of that percentage of being dirtbags that don't care about their kids or whatever the case may be or he uses he uses the relationship like oh man I can't stand this itch because she treated me she treated me bad or whatever the case may be all right cool you're a single mother all right just make sure you send enough uh you know you pay child support which I think is bullshit by the way um Make sure you take care of your 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 you know your, your responsibilities financially, but that's not enough. So money is not is not the key. I don't money. care. Money does not help a child grow. Money doesn't. So there's things that the child needs from a father, and and they come at different times. For right. For each child, like you know, I got a son and a daughter. There's son. There's things that my son doesn't need me for right now, and. Want, and he's starting to grow into those time frames to where he needs he's gonna need to talk to dad yeah more than more yeah. so and that's that's a very good point you know i do believe i don't know how people may feel about this but i do believe a son a boy needs a father figure to properly grow Absolutely. a woman cannot teach a boy how to be a man period i i i'm glad you said that because i only here's my thoughts on single well the few single mothers that are out there raising young men if you can you can only teach a boy to be your dream guy that's not possible no that's what i'm saying it kind of you that's not possible i don't believe my perspective that says that's not possible no no the reason not being for you to have a dream guy that means you would have somebody already there no therefore you can bro you can fuck up a dream you see what i'm saying you can fuck up a dream which brings me to my next point. You can teach him how to be the, the perfect person for you, for what you want out of your life, but you can't teach him how to be a, a stand-up dude. Because I, I look around at some of the people that's running around, you know, MK Airbase, and I was like, yep, he had the same... I, like, I can damn near point single mom, product of a single mother. Like, extremely... Man, it's bad. And I... My and dad... In the same breath, though, yeah. I can honestly say a man cannot teach a young lady... How to be a woman absolutely and that and and that and i would argue that's actually even more important than anything yeah you know what i'm saying if i didn't have my wife i'll be lost with my daughters i would i'll be calling my mama i'll be calling my sisters i'll be calling yeah. every, you know what i'm but saying you see, it's it's more accessible it's easier it's it's a lot i personally think it's a lot easier a, a lot easier to digest when you need help raising a child or raising a daughter than it is raising a son. But I, I don't think so. Because society thinks that men can't do shit anyway. You see what I'm saying? That's what, hey, but what does society say about women? They can do anything, right? But you are limited to your intelligence. So if you need help raising a daughter, society says, all right, that's normal. But no one wants to admit that women can't raise a a young man successfully on their own. They need a male influence from somewhere. Society doesn't want to admit that. Yeah, just so we're clear, not saying that a woman cannot raise a, a boy. No, we can't. That's not what we're saying. That's not what. No, I'm saying that's not what we're trying to say. What I'm simply saying is there are things that a boy must learn. Absolutely. That he will not learn from a woman. Exactly. It's just really that simple. Whether it's, uh, you know, tough love mm-hmm. or just enough compassion, yeah. love for thy brother, you know what I'm saying? When to not love your brother, you know? 
sometimes you gotta be like, hey, bro, or hey, fam, you just put your dick in the collection plate. And there are some other underlining yeah. instances too that I don't want to go on. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't want to address right now. That's a podcast for another day. Yeah, that's that's a fun never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So keeping keeping the podcast moving. What do you think? Give me give me your three biggest struggles of being uh, a father. My three biggest struggles. The things that that make it that you find difficult. Give me the top three. All right, my top three would be being the ideal role model. Uh, let me let, uh, let me go into that a little bit. Basically, trying to instill everything that was instilled in us, uh, trying to instill everything in them that was instilled in me. But I gotta remember that what worked for me is not gonna work for them. Meaning, I grew up with whoopings. But we're in a society right now that doesn't necessarily need that. Or in a household, for that matter, that doesn't need it. The way we're raising our kids. You know what I'm saying? Because myself and my wife, we, we have a, we're, we're stern. So we don't need to lay hands on our kids. You know what I'm saying? If they need a whooping, though, they're going to get it. You're going to get the fear of God. Yeah. You're going to get that. Yeah. But at the same point, it does not have to be child abuse. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Because I... I could say I could kind of recollect a few things that happened in my childhood. Man, man, CPS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Um, but I love y'all because if uh, you know, what I'm saying, mom and dad, if it wasn't for y'all, I would not be where I am today, and that's a fact. Um, second thing is to make sure that I'm guiding them the right way because obviously I cannot hold their hand for the entirety of their life, even though I would like, I would love to. Because at one point or another, I'm going to have to let go. And that's the biggest, that's one of my fears. That's definitely one of my fears. Because I want them to be as successful as they possibly can be. But what if they're not? And I don't want to have my sight on what success is. What success is and whatever their sight of, of what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, um, and if they're happy with what they're doing in life, then that should be good enough for me. And my third one is a little, uh, it's a little touchy. We are black, and our society has an issue with black men. Yeah. And that's a that's a fear that I, I deal with on a daily basis. Whether from the time when they grow up, and my I don't want to have to be worried about them, mm-hmm. or for the fact that my time may be cut short and I don't have enough time to teach them yeah you know what I'm saying and in, the, and in the same breath because my kids are so young right now how much do I teach them about the society that has an issue with black men because mm-hmm. I want I want my kids to be kids I don't want to give them too much too soon yeah absolutely you just you actually just hit on my number one thing timing the timing of parenting because you know my son he turns 10 in a month he turns 10 years old and I'm always trying to make sure I'm teaching him things the biggest thing that that's about to come up is birds and bees you know what I'm saying and I don't want to give it to him too early but I damn sure don't want to give it to him too late you know what I'm saying and you're saying that right and to me I 
I haven't done it yet, yeah. but I don't feel that conversation itself will be hard. No, it, the, I don't think it's the conversation the, in itself. The hardest conversation for me, and I do this, I already do this on a regular basis, is reminding them that, hey, we're looked at a little differently because we're black. Yeah. And I, and it's hard for, every time I bring that up, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard for me to kind of explain to them because their mind is really not there for them They're to not, really yeah. understand what racism, racism is or what bigotry is yeah. or, for that matter, why like, somebody's going to hate you for the color of your skin. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, you know so. what I'm saying? And right now, it's, I feel that's a hard conversation for me because I feel as though they're too young. They but at the to. same time, I have to prepare them as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean you can give them a little, a couple of nuggets. Yeah, so that we're giving it, we're yeah. giving it to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying we're, we're reminding them. Yeah. But uh. So my other thing is um. That was uh the timing of being a parent is, is probably my number one thing. Two, maintaining influence on them when they have the world at their fingertips now. You know, kids got tablets, cell phones. And all of that other good shit. Oh, they want to know something, bro. They can just oh, Google. Google. They can Google. Google or they can search or they can, you know what I'm saying, ask this and ask that to anybody and anywhere. You know, so I'm, I'm always in their pockets and uh, in their electronic pockets in terms of, hey, man, what are you watching on YouTube? Do you know what this is? My son started watching a cartoon that, you know, it's a little bit above his, you know what I'm saying, age bracket, but he likes those kinds of cartoons. So anytime it gets to a point, I'm like, hey, man. We sit down, we, hey, you might see some naked people in here, okay? You know what that is? He was like, yeah, they're just people, okay. There's nothing wrong with people being naked, you know, it's just, if you see anything that's strange to you, I just need you to make sure that you come and talk to mom and dad about it before, before you start talking to your friends about it and getting bad information from anyone. That's the one thing, I'm trying to stay ahead of the curve in terms of, I'm trying to, you know, plant that voice and you know, make sure that they have like, that comfort space that they can always come back and talk to mom and dad about something. And the next thing is when to discipline and when to, versus when to teach. I think all discipline, that goes hand in hand. When you discipline, you have to teach. But you don't always have to teach. You don't always have to discipline to teach. You see what I'm saying? You, if ever you discipline, there should be a conversation. In personal opinion, if you ever discipline your child, I think you also need to come back and revisit, hey, this is why you got in trouble or I had to discipline you in whatever whatever fashion. But sometimes I feel like the need for discipline kind of undermines the teaching. That happens. Yeah. That so, definitely happens. But, you know, you do got to, when you do discipline them, you yeah. do got to give them that time because, you know, you whoop his behind or yeah. hurt behind or whatever. They're going to be mad for a little bit. Yeah, they, don't wanna, they don't want to listen to what you got to teach. Absolutely. Really? Daddy, you just whoop me. Like, you but know what I'm saying? But sometimes, do I need to? The question is, do I need to discipline you right now or do I need to teach you right now? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. You know, that's that's the hardest thing for me because I grew up getting my ass beef every day. Oh, you and I both. Boy. Man, I, man, listen. If I sneeze the wrong way, I might catch one. Who are you sneezing up like that? Huh? Uh, who are you huh? looking at like that? You better fix them eyes. I'm going to fix my eyes, man. <laughs> really? Facts. You ain't walking fast enough. Uh, I'm walking as fast as I can. Who are you talking to? I can't win for losing. <laughs> you Don't know. you talk back to me. Yes, man. Don't you say yes, ma'am, to me like that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh so you going to Jordan? Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my thing. You know, it's just I'm always trying to make sure I'm getting the right you know ratios between educating my children where they may have messed something up, or and you know tearing their ass when I know that they legit that we discuss something and they're just not you know following suit the way that you know we uh, we discussed in life. Alright, so with this little conversation we just had, I would honestly believe that the stereotypical idea of black men or black fathers is generally wrong. And I'm speaking for myself, I'm speaking for you, I'm speaking for my friends. Yeah. And and I'm speaking for my friends that are not with their baby's mothers because they want to be part of their kid's life. Granted, I will I will admit that yeah. sometimes circumstances dictate that they cannot be there 100% of the time like the mothers is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just want to point out that it doesn't matter what your circumstances is. It really don't. If you're going to be a parent, be a parent. Be the best friend that you possibly can be. And the worst thing is to have, you know, the chance to properly raise your child and you didn't do that. And you, so you're gonna be on some what if. Then you're gonna play the blame, the yeah. blaming game. Well, he turned out like this because you wasn't there. Or he, you know what I'm saying? These, these things happen. Oh, let's not get into that. That's a whole nother podcast. I got a whole bunch of thoughts about that one. Oh, oh man. man. I'm telling you that I, me, I'm gonna step on some toes with that one. Give me your, give me, look, you got a nice little pedicure? Yeah, I'm finna fuck that all the way up. With that conversation right there, man. It happens, man. But, um, yeah, that's why, like, the, the single parenting thing is really, outside of finances, I don't, re- I don't really believe in it. Because I, I don't know a man that would not want to be with his kids. I personally don't. I can't speak for everybody on earth. I, I, I can't speak for every black man that there is. I know but they exist. I, I know, yeah, I'm aware that they exist. But I don't I, personally know I one. Don't, I don't either. I you know, know what I'm saying? So because of that, it would lead me to believe that, you know what I'm saying, black men are trying to do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. You know, not having a dad is definitely a big deal. I mean, I won't say that my dad was a complete absentee father, but he was definitely not there uh, when I needed him, like, the most. You know, through, through some of my formative years, probably from about the age my son is now to probably about, you know, I was about 15, 16. You know, I couldn't I couldn't go to my dad and talk to him. Hey, man, how do you talk to girls? <laughs> like, I, there's, there's conversations. Hey, man, when do I beat up a dude at school that keep talking shit to me? Like, when is that okay? You know what I'm saying? It's like, that. that is one of those things that you mentioned earlier, like, that I, I needed to talk to my dad about. So now, when he wants to come around and he wants to try to teach me these things, I already got a girl. I don't need to talk to you about that because my potion is working. You know, I don't need to talk to you about, you know, getting into a fight with the high school fullback. I already folded him up. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you what are you trying to teach me here, guy? You know, there's always something to teach them. I know that now that my dad is dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there was a long, bro. There was a long time where he and I we could just not see eye to eye. And this is the timing thing because the shit that he was trying to teach me, I already got it. Yeah, timing was off. You know what I'm saying? Timing was off. Understood. I mean, 
I, I could relate in, in, in some fashion. Um, you know, say my biological mother is the one that raised me uh, until she passed away, and my biological father. Man, I don't know. So I don't really count that part of my life too much because I don't know. But what I can say is my mother, my adoptive mother, which is my aunt, and my dad, my adoptive father, they were there 100% of the way and when they adopted me. So pretty much, um, I know that my mother, which is my aunt, she took me in because I'm family. He didn't have to take me in because I'm not his blood. But yeah. he raised me as his own. Then when they had their own kids, he continued raising me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I may have felt some type of way because I didn't understand, but that was some other underlining you issues. You told him on your daddy too, didn't you? No, I know. Oh, those words <laughs> never came out of my mouth. Oh, you ain't you ain't my daddy. Oh, you ain't, you ain't my daddy. Nah, 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 nah. nah. See, that's when respect comes into play. Fact. I knew better, and I actually never actually thought that. Yeah. I could honestly say that I could say that with a straight face. I never thought that to say that to my um to him. Never. That's you know what I'm saying? Because he, he treated me a that's certain way, and he was consistent with it the, till to this day. All the way, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's love, and I really appreciate him for that. Uh, on that note, uh, we're gonna end the podcast. I think this was a pretty good conversation. Yeah. You know I'm saying we went a little deep, a little personal. Yeah. I appreciate that. Hey man, gotta keep it above. Yeah, gotta keep it above. But not everybody needs all that information. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, man, I'm an open book. I'll tell you them. I'll tell you all my stories. Look, I, you, we can sit here and do this, and we'll be here till tomorrow if I tell you all my stories. All right, uh, hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, See you next time. Sayonara. All right, be blessed. Be a bully.